Welcome to the Investor Shed Podcast with Nick Beveridge, the ultimate source for all things investing and beyond. For free tools, tips, and tricks, go to NorthIdahoREI.com. Samantha O'Neill is a brand new investor who recently completed her first fix and flip experience. She talks about overcoming obstacles, taking the correct financing option, how good the payoff feels, and her future investing plans. Stay tuned. Samantha O'Neill. Yes. Thank you for being here. If you didn't catch that because I was up here, I said Samantha O'Neill. Hello. That's your name. Yes, it is. You're here. You're on the podcast. Did you ever think you'd be on this podcast? Uh, no, I wasn't sure. I was a little iffy. Well, today. Okay. So you made the qualifications by today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. to, to qualify to be on this podcast as of now, I might change, I might change the rules later, but you, you have to be a real estate investor. Mm-hmm. You just closed on your first flip today. Yep. How's it feel? Really crazy. Just like not something I thought I'd ever really be able to do. And I did it. So you didn't think about it, like until today? Yeah. Now well, you're I mean, like, oh, okay, I can do this as of today. But yesterday, no? Yesterday, I thought, yes, yes. Um, I guess if you had told me last summer, like even just a year ago, that I would make this much money in such a short amount of time, I, no. Would not have thought that. Okay. So this is your first fix and flip. Mm-hmm. How much money did it take for you to buy this house? Zero dollars. How'd you pull that off? Um, so you guys found the deal. You guys saw it across your screens first. Um, and I got it under contract. You guys helped me get it under contract. Just um, for context, by the way, um, you work on our team. Yes. Yeah. As our team manager yeah sometimes i say you're my assistant Mm -hmm. but you pretty you run our team it's yeah it's a lot of random things all the time so (laughs) yeah so i've been on the team for two years now it's officially you and i became facebook friends two years ago today did you know that no i didn't yeah i should have looked it's okay two years ago today so um and then you guys somehow decided along the way that it was a requirement for me to be investor on your team or i was fired Right. I do remember saying that on multiple occasions. Yeah, yeah. And so a month before my deadline of being fired, I bought this investment. Good job. Um, the day before Thanksgiving. So That's how long it's been? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So November 2019. Mm-hmm. And you put a lot of work into this house. It. You know, when, it, when you compare it to the things that you've done, I know that it's not a lot of work, but because it's my first one, I've never owned a home before, there was a, a really steep learning curve. So, and I was, while I had some assistance, like I was the one there every night doing all the work. Um, I hired contractors for a couple like bigger jobs, but otherwise it was me. And so the like learning curve was really, really steep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your biggest takeaway from this whole experience? Other than over $30,000 in cash, <laughs> <laughs> which is what you netted, by right. the way. And yeah, net yeah. means for those novice investors, that's your money after all expenses that you're taking home. That's your profit, over thirty grand. Mm-hmm. Good job, by the way. Thank you. Very good. Yeah, thank you. What, other than that money, what was the biggest takeaway? Um... I think the biggest takeaway uh, for like flipping or like life in general. Anything you can think of. Um, this is a free podcast. Yes, <laughs> free <laughs> podcast. Um, 
I think being solution oriented in general, um, cause like my dad worked with yeah. me a lot on this project and the thing that he noticed the most was just that every time there was a problem, like, of course there was a couple of breakdowns, but most of the time it was, well, this is a problem that we now have to just fix. And like, yeah. no matter what money has to be spent or time has to be spent to fix it, you just got to find a way to fix it. There's no two ways around it. Um, and to be fair, I've had I've had multiple breakdowns on multiple flips. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an uncommon thing. Right. So, um, <clears throat> which is something that I've like, because I got to watch you on so many of your flips over the last two years, like, I think I had pretty realistic expectations that like it was going to take longer than I expected. It was probably going to take a little bit more money than I expected. Yeah. But um, you did pretty good about your budget, yeah, right? Yeah. I was really, yeah, really tight on the budget. Um, what was your full rehab budget? The full rehab budget was a little over 10 grand. Okay. After everything's said and done, which the original so that, budget wait, was. Wait, that's how much you spent? That's how much I spent. So what, what did you budget for? We budgeted for originally like 8,200. Okay. So. You're complaining about like 1800 bucks here. <laughs> that's not. No, it's nothing. Yeah. It's really nothing. That's, and that's nothing in a fix and flip. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And I was really lucky that um, the person that did that extra work was willing to wait to um, charge it until after the closing. So yeah. it's something that I'm paying after closing. And like, a lot of people and contractors will do that, that people don't, you know, that don't understand. Like they can wait to get paid till when your house closes sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, or the have right like some, right. yeah, or have some like later date. Yeah. I think that that was, that's really cool. Um, and this is if you're hiring the contractor that isn't like in dire need of money every other day, mm -hmm. which there's a lot of those, mm -hmm. but, um, I mean, you've got, you had some contractors work there that, you know, they had the retirement or something like that and they can get paid right. later for mm -hmm. your help. Yeah. So that was really cool that a lot of them were willing to wait until after the closing in yeah. order to get paid. Um, so I didn't really have to come out of pocket for that extra 1800 that I spent anyways. Yeah. So that was cool. So take us back. It's your first fix and flip. Mm -hmm. We, um, when we say we, so myself and my partner, Joe Turner, mm -hmm. we came across this opportunity in Post Falls, wanted to jump on it pretty bad, but then we both looked at each other. We're like, this would be perfect for Sam. Why don't we just throw her a bone and, mm -hmm. and just, she can do all the dirty work yeah. <laughs> and make some money. Yeah. So that's really um, cool. So tell us about what were your thoughts when we presented this to you? Were you just like, not going to happen? Or were you like, I can do this? Um, I think at the time, like I'd managed to save like $1,000 or like was going to have an extra $1,000 to spend at the time, which was exactly what the earnest money was uh -huh. for locking this place down. Like I had to borrow $1,000 from you for like 24 hours and then paid you back right away the next day. I don't um, remember that. I know. <laughs> no, I remember. Did you I, tell me about that or did you yeah. just take it? No, no. You <laughs> like, to no, you, um, <laughs> you gave me the money okay. and then I paid you back the next day. Um, I don't know why uh, I can't even remember that, but. Nice. And I didn't really have a plan because we yeah. went through in the 30 days that it took for us to like actually close on the property. I think I went through like three or four different buying options before we decided that we were going to use um, private money. Okay. Um, we oh, that's right. Yeah, you, we didn't. You were going to exactly. try to get a conventional loan. Yeah, we were going to do a conventional loan. I was going to buy you didn't, it. Yeah, with you my weren't roommate. approved for mm -hmm. exactly without a cosigner. Right, which is common. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was going to buy it with my roommate, and then like we just decided there was a little too much work to be put into it to make it really livable because we were going to move into it and fix it up. Yeah. Over a certain amount of time, um, and then yeah, neither of us really had a lot of capital to play with um, to get it fixed, which. Um, 
I, I think in the long run, the private money is, was a really good way to go. Um, the furnace died on me in the first month of owning it. Bad uh, luck. Yeah. Yeah. But we planned on, you knew that that was something that you had brought up. Like, this is probably going to happen, that you're going to need to fix it. And I think it helped with the value of the house uh, when it came to reselling it. So yeah, it just needed to happen. Um, yeah. So we went through a, a lot of different buying options and like the private money came through probably a week beforehand. And up until that point, I had no idea how I was going to buy the place. <laughs> like I thought I was just going to be out a thousand dollars because I couldn't close on it or something. Yeah. So tell us how one, so if you're like for the newer investors out there that don't really have much money, like they're like in your position a few yeah. months ago, like how were you able to structure this deal to where somebody would give you the money to do not only purchase the property, but right. also here's some extra money for the renovations. How'd you structure that and why would they do that? Right. So, um, if you think about it on like really basic terms, um, someone with a lot of money that the purchase price of this property was 170,000 originally. I thought it was 160. Was um, it 159? No, yeah. 159. You're right. Yeah. It was 159. Um, and then you and I sat down together and talked about what renovations it would take and what the after renovation value would be. After repair value. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and the after repair value at the time that I thought conservatively, I'm like, this should sell for 230,000. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty easily. Um, and that was like, we weren't going to do any major construction. Like it was very basic stuff that it's we all knew. cosmetic. Yeah. We knew that I could handle and do mostly myself. Um, so when we talked to the private money lender, we said, this is the purchase price. We presented all of the renovations that we were going to do and the cost of those renovations. And then the sales price of, um, two thirty, um, and what the profits would be. We then structured that we would split those profits. And that was exactly what the private money lender was going to be making that 50% of yeah. 230 sales price, which was about 20,000, right? Yeah. So, so private money lender had to come up with, um, let's see, about 160,000 ish mm-hmm. for the purchase, and then another 8,000 or so for yeah. the renovation budget. Mm-hmm. So they only had to come up with um, maybe a, I think about 170,000. Yeah. And their return was, hey, in about six months, we're gonna, you're going to make 20 grand mm-hmm. on that. So it was a pretty good. Yeah. It was a pretty good option for that person. Right. I think it was much, a much larger fee than just getting, you know, the 12% annual interest and mm-hmm. a couple of points up front. Right. Um, so they took it mm-hmm. and, um, the market continued to appreciate mm-hmm. in the last few months. Yeah. So that kind of helped Yeah. because you were, you were planning on making about 10 grand, right? Yeah. 10, 15, depending on if we sold it for a 225, 230, that was kind of the original sales price. We were thinking yeah. of it when we, when I bought it. Um, and then I think it was January timeframe that you were like, you should list it for 250. And I was like, you're crazy. And you're like, just listen to me. Cause I know I'm right. And, um, you were right. So, um, but I didn't even have to list it. That was no, the really cool part. You just had cool to part. float it around the office. Hey, I'm going to have a house mm-hmm. that's going to be available under 250 mm-hmm. by a hundred dollars. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, word gets around quickly when you have a, a house like that that mm-hmm. anybody can buy with an FHA loan. Yeah. Or a VA loan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really cool. So yeah. then um, one of the agents within Keller Williams then went to show the property. Um, 
construction wasn't even close to done. Like the old tile was yeah. still in there. Like I hadn't finished painting. It was still pretty much a war zone in there. But they knew um, you were fixing it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They did. Um, and they had, because I'd been floating it around the office and, um, and whatnot, the agent had a rough idea of what I was going to be doing to the property, that it was a new roof, a new furnace, that it was a solid, you know, the bones were solid in the house. Um, and so they decided to make an offer. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it was obviously really good. Yeah. Yeah. And you still couldn't believe it at that time? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, who's going to buy this house? I mean, like, it's it's worth it. When you look at the market, it's worth that money. Like, yeah. it's not, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else on the market in that price range for that. I mean, it's still a really good deal. So no one's losing out here. I think that's the cool part about these things is that it is so much winning for everybody involved. You know, Yeah, that's really so, cool. So let's take it back a little bit mm-hmm. um, because this is your not just your first fix and flip. This is the first house you ever bought. Mm-hmm. What where was your anxiety level on a scale of one to ten when you purchased this house with money that you didn't have and they handed you the keys? <laughs> were you where were you at that at that time? Um, I mean, like eight or nine. I mean, like I was excited, <laughs> right? Like you have keys for the first time, um, and then I think the anxiety hit when I went into the house, and um, of course it was a it was a wholesale transaction. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if you want to explain. Yeah, wholesale. So basically, um, this this house came across our desk from a wholesaler, mm-hmm. meaning somebody who already, you know, they had the house locked locked down under contract for a lower price than mm-hmm. what we got it for. I think twenty grand less. Thirty, yeah. Twenty, thirty, 30 grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so the seller, you didn't have to deal with the seller much at all. No. The wholesaler was dealing with the seller. They were giving you a pretty damn good deal, but mm-hmm. they were already getting a great deal. All they had to do was facilitate the transaction. They made thirty thousand dollars. They made thirty grand. Um, some may say they took advantage of the seller. Uh, others may say that 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 was the seller's only option because they, I mean, it, could not deal with putting a house on the market. Yeah, and having showings and all that. Um, but anyway, it wasn't it wasn't our place to have to deal with that no you just you had a good deal come your way mm-hmm. i knew it i saw it right away i'm like gotta buy this house mm-hmm. um because i think it really helps if you just know the market you know what your after repair values are you know what how much money it's going to take to fix it up what and it may look like it did look bad when you when you saw it right it didn't show well it smelled no. like cigarettes mm-hmm. yeah but um, it was really it was it was mostly a paint and flooring job mm-hmm and that kind of that's not a big renovation at all. No. It's not it's expensive. Not. No, it was a really great one for me to learn what goes into like a really basic flip. Mm-hmm. Um, cuz it was it was just like the smell was overwhelming um for me um between animals and smoking um you know and there was just a lot of jump runs really yeah. like that was it was just getting everything out of the house and that was kind of a hard thing for me to wrap my brain around it took me How a long, long did time it take <laughs> you to get all that stuff out of the house um i think the first round of me getting things out of the house in order for me to get really working on it, it took me two months i mean like a long time. too long yeah too long when i think about um you know but i've you were seen doing this and so you have a full-time job yeah you were doing this 
in your part time when you had it here right. and there, your every other night or so, mm-hmm. right? And like the first month, I bought it right around Thanksgiving, and so there was a lot of like going a lot home of holidays. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm going home to um, the Seattle area for three or four days at a time, a week at a time. So there was like a few the holidays um, and my birthdays that you know in December. So there was a lot of um, weeks off, unfortunately, but. I think it was just, it was kind of amazing to me. Like, they left so much stuff. Yeah. Um, And I look at those things, objectively speaking, like those things, there's like some hardwood furniture and you try to sell them for a certain amount of time just because they, you know they have value. But if they can't, if you can't get rid of them, then they're just in your way and you got to get them out. You just got to dump them. Right. Um, Or donate or whatever you have to do to get it out of the house. So this, so this flip took took you a little bit longer than most flippers mm-hmm. um and some some people might think man this the uh two months just to do demo yeah that must have killed you on your um making payments to the lender right or right it you didn't have payments i didn't have right? payments <laughs> <laughs> so you it set it up creatively yes where you didn't have payments for what six months a year uh, like a year it was december it would be december of this year that i would have had to start that i would have had, had to cough it up yeah. yeah so that's Probably a good thing. Yes. You know, if, you're, if you have a full-time job, try to work out a deal where you don't have payments. Right. Right. And that's, again, that's working part-time. You know, I was doing three or four hours an evening with working around the holidays. Um, so, yeah, it was a part-time job. Yeah. Technically. And those those payments can really eat at you. I don't know. Yeah. I just, like, today's um, beginning of May, mm-hmm. and I just had to cough up about two grand or so in payments on bare land I'm sitting on <laughs> that we're waiting for approvals and stuff. And this is the second round of payments that I've been make that I've been making uh, on some land on some new construction, but yeah, it's nice not to have payments. It is. <laughs> yeah. I was very, very lucky, very grateful to not have payments, to not really put anything down on it because I don't have, I don't have an yeah. exuberant budget. I don't have savings, right? Like I didn't. But you still so. had to make uh, utility payments and yeah. stuff, but I bet you those were, that was low, right? That was low. Had, I think even in the middle of like January and, and February. sometimes you can even like not make the payments <laughs> and they just build up and you'll eventually pay it back. Yeah, I paid it eventually. <laughs> it doesn't pay, really I mean, affect like, your credit. It's just, you're dealing with the city. Right. It gets paid at the end <laughs> of the day. I'm not advising anyone to just not make their city utility payments on a flip but I was sometimes late. they're very forgivable when I was t- definitely late on a few the title company catches it and they're like and you're like oh yeah I forgot I honestly forgot about that I don't yeah I don't live there so <laughs> <laughs> bad yeah. advice don't do that no like you try to make the payments as much as possible but I you know I just don't have the expendable budget um I have huge student loan fees and things like that so I just like I didn't have the money they pay me well. I just don't have the budget to spend. So it was really lucky to be able to work with these guys to do um, no monthly payments and just pay, you know, utilities. That yeah. was nice. Yeah. So tell us, what was, what was like your probably your toughest part about this whole renovation part? Did you have any, you said you had some breakdowns? Yeah. Did there you, was probably did like three. Did you have any three. nights where you just started crying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go into depth about yeah. what happened? <laughs> um, I think the first one happened, um, and again, not super recommended to start removing popcorn ceilings without having things tested, but this was a 1970s home. Uh-huh. Um, I got strep throat, a sinus infection. Oh. Um, like 
all at the time that I was removing popcorn ceilings. I had no idea you had strep throat. Yeah, I got you strep throat. You didn't tell throat. me? I, I think I told you. You just brought around the office? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I stayed home you for never... one day. I stayed oh, okay. home one day um, on antibiotics. Um, yeah. So, and I didn't feel bad about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got strep throat, had a sinus infection, all while I was trying to remove popcorn ceilings, which if you haven't done that before, is literally just scraping, like, drywall like this chalky stuff off the ceilings yeah. and you wet it down as much as possible but um, it's just poison coming it is into your lungs yeah yeah um so not great um that part was just exhausting it was physically exhausting and then like it's not that big of a house um you know the upstairs is still less than a thousand square feet and so i would i would guess i probably removed like 700 square feet worth of popcorn ceiling. Okay. Um, and it took me a, it took me quite a while to figure that out. Um, I thought it was about a thousand upstairs. It is. It's like 960. Downstairs. Okay. It's like 960, but the kitchen but, wasn't popcorn. Oh, okay. That's okay. Um, so like, yeah, seven or eight hundred square foot. Yeah. Worth of popcorn ceiling. Very specific on your popcorn square footage. I did. Well, <laughs> I had a lot of time to think about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then just that was a really like crazy learning experience working with the mud and like um, I don't know, and then of course spraying the popcorn ceiling and like the yellow water dripping down from the popcorn, the tobacco ceiling. Yeah, the I think yellow that helped with tobacco, the smell. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that helped a lot with the smell though, as much as it like at the end of the day, I don't think people really I don't know maybe they do look at popcorn ceilings and they're like, oh, this house isn't worth yeah. much, um, but I think overall being able to walk into that house and just smell cleaning supplies and not cats dogs and cigarettes made the biggest difference like when you when you smell it like that's like psychologically i think smell is the strongest like emotional control that we have and so when you walk in and smell that stuff like nasty cats and dogs and cigarettes you don't have a good feeling about the house so yeah, when the buyers walked in, they smelled construction zone. Um, you know, it's not my favorite, but it, they didn't smell cigarettes. They didn't smell any of the, like, cat urine or dog urine or anything like that. Was Were there any points in your renovation process where you were just thinking to yourself, what did I get myself into? I'm never going to make any money on this. I'm never going to finish this thing. Yeah. Was I, there? Yeah, yeah, there was one time sitting in my car outside of it. And it was like snowing and I was cold, um, but I had to be going in and out, like cleaning up the yard a little bit. I don't really remember what exactly what I was doing, but I remember calling my parents and like, and then I broke down as soon as like my mom started talking to me. Uh -huh. I like broke down when she started talking to me, but I don't remember what I was doing. I um, remember my first full year in real estate. Mm -hmm. I was in Florida. And I probably called my mom, or she called me, every other day. <laughs> and I would cry on the phone to her how hard this was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she was sense. the only person I can vent yeah. to yeah. and just have a breakdown moment. So it's to all the moms out there, thanks for letting us vent. Yeah, Mother's Day is coming up. Happy <laughs> we hide Mother's it Day. To everybody else in our lives, except for you moms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was... Um, like I said, I don't really remember specifically what I was doing. Um, and then there was the day you came and helped me with goals. And, like, you just told me what I needed to do. 
and it was like hard for me to hear. It was another, yeah. it was the second round of like, you actually need to throw things away. Like, you need to. <laughs> um, and I'd gotten over Oh, the, was this the day that I walked through the property yeah, with yeah. you? Because we were supposed to have goal session in the office, right? Right, and you're like, and let's I'm just go to like, the house. let's just go to your house. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I remember thinking when you're like, let's go to the house, I was like, cool. Oh shit. <laughs> um, like I haven't made as much progress as I would have liked to, um, you know, for my boss. And you were also an investor in this, right? Like, yeah, I put you, a little bit of yeah. money into it. Right. In, into the loan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so like, I don't know if you were like, had any disappointment when you went in there, but of course I was like, oh. I'm always disappointed Good. in everybody, yeah. including myself mostly, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's just one of those things like you want to do a good job and it's not it's not my money um so i just i wanted to do a good job but i knew i wasn't doing as well as i should have and so you telling me for the second time that i needed because i'd already gotten rid of so much stuff originally and then there was still a lot of stuff sitting around that needed to go that needed to just be cleaned yeah um and it wasn't like construction stuff it was just cleaning and like tidying up um, and like that day I broke down. I remember breaking down. Like when I got back to the office, I was like, uh. I didn't hear that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, was stuff I needed point, to hear. I it was yeah. stuff I needed to hear. Just like, you just have to clean up. Like that's the basics of it. And I, I had even bought like a hundred dollar white stove, even though all the other black appliances in it were black. The dishwasher and the fridge were black. Yeah. And you told me like a white stove's not going to fit in here. And I was, I had already bought it because it was just cleaner and nicer. <laughs> but again. I wasn't very nice about that. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Like it's stuff that I needed to yeah. hear because in my mind, I'm like, well, it's just a cleaner, nicer stove. But ultimately, like having matching appliances really is like Essential. for some reason a deal breaker. And, like it's just the way that people's brains works. This is still, it's still yeah. sales, you know. Yeah. But we cleaned up the stove. It looks clean and nice. Like. Yeah. It's still good. It matches the rest of the kitchen? It does. It, it's not an eyeball distraction? Like, hey, why is that thing white? Right. And everything else is a different color. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, because I don't really work in sales, um, I just see the back end of everything. Yeah. Um, I see pictures every now and then. Um, I don't really know that. So it was valuable. It was all very, very valuable. Well, thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you took the advice. Yep. Me too. put back in the black perfectly working stove that just needed a heavy dose of oven cleaner yes it did lots of <laughs> degreaser off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yep 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 so i think that was those were like two moments i specifically remember um being just hard i don't know yeah okay so at what point during all this chaos because it's been chaotic it's been six months now mm-hmm. right yeah um, at what point did you start to see the light at the end of the tunnel? Because um, it was think, dark for the big portion of this. Project, yeah. Right. Um, when there was a day that um, the whole team came and helped me just finish up painting and cleaning. Oh yeah. Um, and after you guys left, like it felt like a house. I think maybe too after I sanded the floors. Um, like everything just felt clean. It was a lot of just vacuuming and cleaning things up. Um, and you don't really realize how much cleaning there is. There's yeah. so much cleaning. Um, 
I mean, it's six years worth of cleaning that probably wasn't done to the property yeah. that you're doing. The whole time and, he owned it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when did he buy it? 2013 yeah, or 14? He, 2013, he bought it and uh, yeah, nothing had been done to the place. I haven't cleaned it since. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which nothing. is common. Right. Among some. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. So, I mean, in six months doing six years worth of cleaning, mm-hmm. it's just a lot. Um, so, yeah, I forget exactly when you guys came and did that. I want to say end of February. I think it February. started snowing, too. It was right after, like, a windstorm. We had to repair some of, the, like, a fence. Yep. It was right after a windstorm that broke down the fence. Um, so, yeah. I think after that, the fence was fixed. Um, and I just kind of realized, like, I could do the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had when did you have your first showing? I had the only I showing I had. Um, man. The tile was being done. Was this like three months ago? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The offer was made. So about uh, halfway into your flip. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been roughly. And yeah, you said the price months. was going to be two forty nine. And yeah. what did they offer? No, the price was going to be originally two thirty, and they offered two forty nine nine. Oh, you were going to price it at two thirty, or were you going to price it at two forty nine nine? After you had told me to price it at two forty nine nine. Yeah. My plan was to list it at two forty nine nine. Okay. Um, and that was what I told the agent who made the offer that that was my original listing price. That was okay. my plan. And so she took her buyers. They walked through it midway mm-hmm. through construction, and yeah. then you get an offer. How how long into like after they showed it? Wasn't it like? It was like a week or two because they were waiting for signing things. But okay, yeah, it was a while. Yeah. 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 So a couple weeks later, mm-hmm. you get an offer for how much? Two forty nine nine, with some closing costs. With some closing costs. Mm-hmm. Okay, how much in closing costs? It was the original offer was for three percent, and then okay. we countered back, closing, three weeks earlier, and for one and a half percent closing costs. So, but then the appraisal was the next step after. So they did their inspection. They didn't really ask for a whole lot. Yeah. Um, and just to go back, mm-hmm. how much money is one and a half percent? Of, it's half of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, like four grand, right? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was a big difference. So, it can be really tempting, right? Just to accept that offer. Yeah, I was really nervous to counter You're back. Like, you oh told me to gosh. counter back, and I was like, I don't know, like. How much time did it take to counter back? Less than twenty four hours. I mean, how much time did it take for you to write up that counter offer? The full 24 hours. Like the counter offer itself did not take I mean, long. how much time did it take for you to go to the form and input your oh, counter offer? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. So in 30 yeah. seconds, you made four grand, is what I'm trying yeah. to get at. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. Um, People can just accept and be like, oh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Or you can look at it and be like, you know what? They probably don't need that much in closing costs. Let's mm-hmm. just see if they'll do a little bit extra. Right. Takes another 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Got another four grand in your pocket. Right. So that is that is really cool. Um, how, how long did it take you prior to flipping this house to make $4,000? Almost two months. <laughs> so in yeah. 30 seconds, you can make almost two months of income. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Just think about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being really nervous, though. I like I knew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was really nervous to send it. Um, but I also knew that if I had to put it on the market, because it hadn't been on the market at all yet, those were yeah. the only buyers that walked through it, um, you know, it would have been fine. We would have found other buyers for it. Yeah. 
So. So. Two forty nine nine for this house, and I know you're just all listening in podcast land. It was kind of a stretch, right? At the appraisal, yeah. but there's just like a supply and demand. Mm-hmm. This house had perfectly good comps at two thirty. Mm-hmm. We can justify two thirty, but all of a sudden there became nothing available under two fifty, hardly. Right. right? Yeah. Prices there was started like going up a little bit. One thing available under two fifty that wasn't manufactured home at the time. Yeah. So we had a little issue with the appraisal, right? Yeah. Um, appraisal happened. Um, I gave him all my numbers, all my renovation numbers. I did not give him my purchase price. Um, I was very specific about not giving the purchase price. Probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't have to in Idaho. Right. Um, and so the appraisal came back at 245. Yeah. Um, and I know this appraiser. Yeah. He does not like to come in low. Right. On anything. He did the best he could. <laughs> I talked to him about it afterwards. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I He's was like, wondering. I did the best I could on that, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have perfectly good comps at 230. I know the market's real strong mm-hmm. anywhere in between there and 250. But that was just, I couldn't do anything better than that. Yeah. He's like, I tried. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a good lot. Yeah. Um, it he, is, you know, it's missing a garage, I think, for the rest of the neighborhood. It didn't have a garage. And that was kind of a bigger thing. Thing, I think. Yeah. I don't know what he said to you, but yeah. I would be interested to I would be interested to know. But bottom line, but. I mean, when a house appraises low, usually, you know, it's either a buyer issue or it's a seller issue. Most of the time it's a seller issue because they're going to have the same issue when they go to resell it. Yeah. If they can't come to it. So, or they can ask the buyer to come up with, with half the funds or meet them in the middle somewhere, but your yeah. buyers didn't have any extra money, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. We knew that. Um, yeah. I mean, I knew that they were trying to buy their first home. I knew yep. that this was the first home. So you uh, cut them a break. Yep. So two forty-five was the original. Is now the flat selling selling price. Yeah. So how much money do you get today? Today, um, I will pick up a check for twenty-seven thousand four hundred and forty-one dollars and ninety-six cents, and then I'm also licensed and represented myself. So I'll pick up a check for another four grand, roughly. It'll be a little bit more than that. Um, so that'll come probably in the next day or two. And then, um, yeah, so that gives me a profit of a little over $31,000. Great job. Thank you. What are you going to do with this money? I want to keep never investing. Had, how much, what was the most money you ever had in your bank account, if you don't mind sharing? Yeah, no. Um, I think when I first went to college, I had saved up like $8,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, right. I mean, like that was significant savings for yeah i bought a car 19 year old or whatever yeah i was 18 19 years old when i bought my first car with that money okay um yeah so it was a little over eight grand but like i just didn't i didn't know what that meant um back then um i lived off that money because i only worked part-time through college so um yeah i didn't really do anything with it yeah (laughs) So this is going to be by far the most money you've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a plan for it? Um, I want to keep investing. My big thing is like, I want to keep investing. Um, and I'm really open-minded to what that looks like. Um, yeah. I think after something like this, again, this wasn't even crazy in comparison to what I've seen you or other investors do. Um, but I'm excited about the idea of, um, I definitely want to buy my personal residence next, and yeah. I want that to be an investment. That would be the goal is to make that an investment. But um, 
that'll be FHA probably okay. um, or USDA. And so the amount of money I have to put down on something like that is minimal Yeah. Um, to none sometimes. And, and this then, flip is going to help you do that. This will. It's going to help you buy your personal residence because you can pay off some debts yep. and straighten your braille, your um, yeah. debt to income ratios. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I'm proud of you. Thanks. You're doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. You're living the American dream. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> You're about to buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this really wouldn't be possible without surrounding myself. Like, of course, not only being hired and working with you guys all the time, but being part of the real estate investor team, I yep. mean, like, um, and going to the REI meetings, like there were a few people from the REI meetings that came and helped and like just looked at the house and helped out. Got any shout outs? I mean, like Haley was super helpful. Haley, um, what was, what's your last name? Oh, don't I do don't know off the top of my head and I'm <laughs> Haley, not going to. Haley, we apologize yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> Haley was super, was super helpful. So thank you to Haley. I want to say like, nope. Um, yeah, I'll put it in the comments probably because... We've been drinking <laughs> to celebrate Laughing Dog Brewery. Yeah, And we had a shot Dog. just before this to relieve some anxiety before we get on the mics. Yeah. Haley, we really do know your last name, <laughs> <laughs> but not right now. Not right now. No, Haley was super helpful. She was actually one that encouraged me to do uh, the removal of the popcorn ceilings. Yeah. Um, and she even helped, like, she brought over some tools to help me, like, with um, a spray gun to retexture the ceilings. Um, so that was that was a good, like, it was nice. As much as, like, I appreciate your guys' help all the time, it was nice because Haley is also another young female that's done a lot of investing. Yeah. And so to have that kind of equal playing ground and have someone come she really said the same things that you've told me that you and joe and have told me like you just got to get all the stuff out of the house but for some reason <laughs> when she said it it really resonated with me that she's like you just as much as it hurts to like yeah. get throw out a beautiful hard solid wood desk you got to throw just it out throw it out in the lawn <laughs> yeah just get it out of the house it's in yeah. your way at this point um well, i can understand it i mean yeah. there's it's a lot of work for one person without a team behind mm -hmm. you to just even just get everything out of a house and get a house clean. It's just, especially when you have another full-time job. Right. Yeah. And, and it's snowing out. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I did, I did think about it multiple times. I'm grateful that it wasn't in the heat of summer though. Yeah. No AC in that house. Those smells would have been amplified. And I already had a hard time the first few weeks getting in there. Like there was a lot of dry heaving and, it was really gross. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was really helpful. Um, yeah. I don't know. Lots so of people that helped. other than just paying off debts mm -hmm. and investing in other projects in the future, mm -hmm. maybe saving some money. Yeah. We all want to know what are you going to buy to have some fun with? Like just to have some fun, full on unnecessary <laughs> Because you gotta know. have so, you gotta buy something right. Fun. You gotta have something fun. So um, gonna go on a vacation. You know, you haven't I, even thought about this, have you? Not really. You like honestly, so shoes. much. <laughs> new witch shoes. New witch shoes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I need a new phone. Um, I have to buy my car. I know these aren't fun things. Boring things. <laughs> um, um, I would love to go on a trip, but it's also in the middle of COVID. Like or toward the end of COVID, hopefully. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> it could. This could be like right smack dab in the middle of COVID. Um, yeah. So like. It's May. Start of the May. 
May fourth. May the May fourth, the fourth be, be with, with you, you twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we all we don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you just don't really know. And so as much as I would love to travel, like I was telling my mom the other day. So last name being O'Neill, I haven't been to Ireland. I'm very Irish, and I would love to go and do yeah. like four or five days and just stay in a hostel and go and do museums and do the tourist thing in Ireland. But um, I don't really know what that's going to look like. I don't know. All I'd right. love to travel, but even even within the States, I think it would be fun. My brother lives in Colorado, and I've never visited him there. Yeah. So even a trip there probably is more realistic. But yeah. Well, good luck getting the time off work. <laughs> yeah. Inside joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll have to ask my other boss. Joe, you got me? Joe. Joe. Joe's gone. She took off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You did awesome. Thanks. Flipped your first house like a champ. Less than six months. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And now you are in the club of the people that have 30 grand to throw around willy-nilly. willy-nilly. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. We're out of here. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Shed Podcast. Please like the video and subscribe to the channel for instant access to all future episodes. If you or someone you know has investing experience or stories to share, reach out to us in the comments or via email.